now. Right now I'm in Sydney. Sydney. It's pretty, it's like, sunny but chilly all day, basically. What's uh, what's the whole lock lockdown been like? Have you guys been locked down? Like, I'm, I'm in Canada, so we're... Training, training here has been impossible. Uh, everything yeah. kind of locked down. We've been on lockdown, but I have like a I have mats set up at my house, so I've been training with a few boys, and I went down to Wollongong for some training too, just trying to get it in where I can, sort of thing. Do you have an idea of when gyms will open up there? Or? Uh, I think they said the fifteenth, so next Monday. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so it, long. What are you are you planning on staying in Sydney for a little bit and training there, or are you going back to uh, to Thailand? Yeah, the plan is probably they're saying I'm going to fight in July, the end of July in Abu Dhabi. So I was just going to stay here for that, and then fight there, and then work out what's next. So what what's it kind of been like working in Thailand? Obviously, you there you're you've got a variety of High-level fighters that train out of there, Alex Volkanovski, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. What's it like working with with those sorts of fighters? It's pretty unique. It's like you you really get to see your own level by testing yourself against the best. I train a lot with uh, Peter Yan, Alex Volkanovski, recently Leron Murphy, a new UFC signed fighter. So a lot of like good different bodies from all over the world. It's, you think more Asians would be there, but you got Europeans, English, Aussies, Japanese come through. So it's real good because I get a lot of different looks, and I just pick up new styles, pick up new tricks from new people, basically. So it's, it's a good lifestyle. It's just a bit hard not having, like, one coach for, you know, back here in Australia, i got my boxing coach that he's all about me. He's only got a few fighters. But in Tiger, there's 100 there's 100 pro fighters sometimes in one place, so it's a bit hard to get the attention you need sometimes, but it's a beautiful place, beautiful gym, and they've always supported me. So That's right in Phuket. It's in Phuket. Yeah, Phuket, Phuket Thailand. How's, how's Thailand? I mean, I've wanted to go to Thailand my entire life, never been. How's, how's the country? Basically, it's just it's third world country, but I love it. Beaches are beautiful. Weather's basically nice all year other than the monsoon season. That's a bit messed up when you go on a training and the, the whole road's flooded and five, four people have to rock up to training. But other than that, Thailand, I've, I've basically, I've convinced six, seven of my friends to go there. I always try to convince people to go there just because I think it's something good, good in life to do, live a different lifestyle. And I've lived there for about two years and I love it. So you you fought for several organizations. You fought in Thailand. You fought for UAE Warriors, Ryzen. Where yeah. is your next fight? And, and what organization? Oh, you said Abu Dhabi, but what organization is it going to be for? Yeah, my next fight will be for UAE Warriors. And I think they said late late July. They got a show this week where my jujitsu coach Tariq Suleiman will be fighting. So as long as that show's going good, they're doing COVID tests. I think in July. I'll be on end of July. So I'm basically starting to get ready now. Is there is there an opponent that, that's been mentioned, or are you just, whoever they throw at me, I don't care? Yeah, I don't really care, but they did mention a Canadian dude, actually. His brother's in the UFC, so there's not many Canadians that have brothers. So. 
if I don't know who it is then. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that there was a Canadian fight not in the UAE, but uh, uh, that's exciting, man. It's it's definitely got to be good to, to get back in there after a long uh, period off. Yeah, my last fight was in February, so it's actually just been... I was a bit upset with my loss at Ryzen, because I don't know about these judges. I think it was a bit dodgy, sort of. I thought I was fighting, not doing jiu-jitsu, and the guy basically just had my back for a round, and they gave him the win on that. So I'm just, I'm taking it basically as a win. It sucks because I lost my two fights in Ryzen, and Japan's always been my dream, but they want me back. So this is just get one more win in the win column, and then hopefully UAE Warriors will give me a belt, and I'll be back in Ryzen. Yeah, you said your goal was always to compete for in Saitama, right? Saitama. Oh, okay. What was uh? Why is that? Uh, basically, because I uh, I grew up watching a bit of the UFC, but once I heard about this thing called Pride, I just went back, watched it all, basically in the K1 with Mark Hunt. Just the the spectacle and the respect shown. Like I fought in pubs and clubs around when I was growing up, so. Not the best atmosphere. I've seen people lose, bottles get thrown at them. Where in Japan, it's more of a. It doesn't matter what happens. It's just you show your heart, you show all your skills. You know, it's more of the culture. It's like the samurai code. You know, you just as long as you fight and you don't quit, they'll love you forever. Where over here, they're like, oh, what's your record? You lost your last fight. People don't want to talk to you. In Japan, it's just you're a fighter. You're a hero to them. It's like you're. Like you're a comic book hero, basically. The way they do their promotions is just really gets me excited to fight. I feel like I'm a character in a video game when I'm over there in Japan, basically. You've mentioned Mark. You mentioned Mark Hunt in there. Is 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 he one of the main guys that got you involved in in fighting? Uh, one of my first coaches was good friends with Mark, so I met Mark at a young age, and just the power and. He was a superstar in Japan. No one knew him in Australia or New Zealand, but I'd always watched him, and he, he was always the underdog. So Mark Hunt, yeah, definitely a big role. I do really enjoy his style. And the walk-off KOs. I don't have a lot of power, but my dream is definitely to KO someone just walk off. Did you watch the, the walk-off KO this past last night? With yeah, the... Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. That was a... yeah. and, and Cody Garbrandt, two crazy knockouts. Yeah, that's where I realized, like, the bandweight division in the UFC recently has been a bit, you don't know what's going on, who's there, but now I see about probably the top 10, 15 all really legit fighters. Sean O'Malley, we got the same manager. I used to tell my manager I want to fight him, but now he's looking, he's looking <laughs> good. And now I'm, I'm definitely a believer now. Because I knew his first three opponents, they were definitely not at his level, but Eddie Wineland, first WEC champion, almost 40 fights, I think, to put someone away like that, that that gave my respect a lot. It was one of the greatest knockouts. Same as Cody Garber, and I always say he's a bit chinny, you know. Everyone says his chin's not the best, but he showed that coming back from three losses, I've had to come back from two, and I can only imagine how hard three would be, especially in the position he's in in the UFC, but... It was a beautiful knockout. I really like how he turned his body and he never took his eyes off his target. And that's why I think it landed so perfectly. Yeah. It was, so I, I was, 
I like submitted my who I thought was going to win my predictions, and I thought he was going to get emotional. I was like, he's just he's just going to do what he does. He's going to get emotional, and it's going to cost him. And he looked composed. He looked ready. Uh, I haven't seen him fight that way since Dominic Cruz. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's a lot from Mark Henry and the boxing coach. And just you need someone in your corner that can. They need to know you. You know, like you can have a coach tell you what to do, but you need someone that knows your emotions. Most fighters are very emotional. Cody, very emotional fighter. Me, I, I have a bit less of emotion. I don't really care. I just have fun in there, try to win any way possible. You know, some of these people, they get hit once and they're they're not happy about it. Yeah, you're uh, so you're really young in the in the game. You're you're 22, but yeah. you're very experienced. Uh, you know, you have a 12 and four record in MMA, but you've fought in you, you've done boxing and other sports. Yeah. Why'd you, how did you get started at such a young age? And, and what do you recommend for people? Because a lot of people are like, you shouldn't start so young. Like, it's it, it's not good to get that many fights in. Um, but it's it's unusual to see someone with so much experience, uh, especially at 22. Yeah, I always just thought the best way, how's the best way to get good at anything? Doing it. So the more fights you have, the better you're going to get, the more comfortable. So always, I think my first year of fighting, I was 15 years old. I won two fights and lost three. And then the year later, I fought 10 times in a row with 10 wins and won a few amateur titles. So I just felt like sometimes life where I'm from is a bit hard as a kid, but fighting always kept me on the right direction. And if I had a fight, I had a purpose to live and a purpose to get up in the morning. So fighting's just always been my, how do you say it, like self-expression for me. So the more I can self-express, the more I can fight, the more often I can do it, the happier I am as a person. So basically, I just I love to fight because it keeps me happy. In like terms of last, injuries, these last few months have been hard. I'm like, well, <laughs> when am I going to fight messaging my manager? He's like, there's nothing happening. As soon as he messaged me, I went and ran a half marathon just, just to wake up the body. It just gets me excited. As someone competing in other organizations, what's your take on the, what the UFC is doing, putting together these crazy events, you know, through a hard time, getting a bunch of stick? As a fighter, um, do you wish that those opportunities came for you over there? And if the UFC had called you, uh, what, what would your response be? Basically, like, I love what the UFC do, is doing at the moment and any show that's, like, putting on shows because – Fighters got to get paid. Fighters got to fight. And if a fighter doesn't fight, they're not a fighter. That's what I strongly believe. I know people that fight once a year. You're not a fighter if you're fighting once a year. I try to fight as many times as I can. And with the UFC, yeah, it's amazing what they're doing. But for right now, I really want to conquer the rest of the world. I'm only 22, 23 in August. So my UFC plans are probably... I always said I wanted to get 20 pro wins. I wanted a world title in striking, a world title in MMA. So the sort of goals I've set out for myself that I like I like to keep my promises to myself. I always wanted to be a superstar in Japan. I wanted to win a world title at UAE Warriors. My next fight will be my fourth fight for them. So hopefully I'm getting closer to that. And Yeah, I think it's amazing. Fight Island, I know it's happening. There are a few people that are going to be fighting on it. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been watching all the fights. It's amazing. I think with the no audience, the no crowd, 
people are fighting smarter. They're more calm when they talk in their post fight uh, post fight speeches. They're just they're more themselves. So I kind of like the idea. Yeah, have you ever fought without an audience at all? Um, I fought in China once, and I walked out, and no one looked at me. <laughs> and I beat the Chinese champion. I didn't hear one word unless he hit me. So I've had that experience. I also fought in India at SFL. And, yeah, it's a it's a different experience, especially Japan. There might be, I think both times I fought, there's probably over 5,000 people there. But the Japanese culture, they don't really make a lot of noise. They're more, they're more spectators of the sport. So I'm kind of used to the quiet crowd and especially just you want to sometimes you need the crowd to get a bit emotional but i like the quiet because i can listen to my coaches and i can talk in there too i don't mind talking to my opponent sometimes so i think it just makes it a bit easier to listen to stay more calm but i like the idea so there there are two big two big fights on the weekend uh like we mentioned uh, the cody garbrandt fight but also Aljamain Sterling picked up a huge win, and he's probably in line to fight a guy you're, you're relatively close with and, and Peter Yan. First off, what's your thought on, on Peter Yan as someone who's trained with him and, and has seen him work? How do you think the Jose Aldo fight is going to go? Uh, basically, Peter, I, don't, I know Peter personally, and I've trained with him since I was about probably like two or three years I've been training with Peter. When I first met him, he didn't speak any English, and we were both in... He was the ACB champion, and I just signed with ACB, so he didn't really like me a lot. He used to beat me up in the gym, but he he always knew he was going to get tough and hard rounds for me, so the more we trained together, the more we grew to like each other. Now he speaks a bit of English. He loves... He, he's, I'm telling you, he's a Russian Conor McGregor. Once he can put all these sentences together, he's going to absolutely destroy people on the mic. And as a fighter... One thing about Peter, his nickname's No Mercy for a reason. He really doesn't care. You hit him, I've hit him with everything I've got, and he's just always standing in front of you, walking forward. I don't see anyone really. I think that's why Henry retired. If he stood with Peter Yarn, he would get knocked out. Cold, stiff. Anyone that wants to stand in front of Peter and box with him, they're going to get knocked out. And he's only getting better in his wrestling and jiu-jitsu. I know he'll be the champion. For sure. And similar question with uh, someone else you've trained with, Alexander Volkanovsky. Obviously, he took a lot of people by uh, surprise when he dominated Max Holloway. Do you think he does the exact same thing? Yeah, I think Alex is just... He's... Alex laid out the blueprint for me, what I want to do in my career. Basically, he... Started at fighting at 77, but what was he when he got to the UFC? 16 and 1 or something? 15 and 1? Yeah, something. He won every every belt in Australia. He went over to PXC, won the PXC belt. He pretty much destroyed the rest of the world. So when he got there, he was ready. He'd already seen all the styles. As soon as he got there, he was ready to go for the belt. And I think against Max, he'll just do the same thing again. He's pressure game and... I don't think he gets credit for being as smart as he is. He's probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever sparred with and trained with. He just, he just, he knows where, some people don't know how to be the hammer and the tongs sort of thing. They love 
beating up on someone. But Alex will lose a minute to figure out what you want to do to him, and then he's going to counter you. So Alex Volkanovski, I think he'll be the champion until he's had enough, I guess. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. He doesn't slow down. What's crazy to me about him is he—he he was huge. Uh, like I saw pictures of him as a rugby player, and that he—he he is a giant for a featherweight. Yeah, yeah. But he's also like five foot five, five foot six. Yeah, he's not very—he's not very tall. Um, yeah, you never he's, think he's as strong as he is, but when he gets a hold of you, you go, "Oh, okay, here we go. I'm going down. I'm not getting up." So, so I'll ask you a couple non-MMA questions, kind of just to end it. Um, what have you been doing outside of training during the pandemic? Like you said, you were going crazy without being able to fight. You've been yeah. fighting since you were 15. What sorts of things have you been doing for the past three months to keep yourself occupied? Well, since I've been back, I've been, me and my dad, I'm real close with my dad, but it's been pretty hard living over in Thailand, you know, and just trying to get back to remembering where I'm from, you know. Sometimes you get a bit too comfortable in Thailand. But I'm not from the best area. Most people call it their area in Australia. Not many people like coming from where I'm from, but I love where I'm from and I really love representing this place and basically just being back has inspired me. I want to, I wanna, like what I said Mark Hahn and Alex Volkanovski and all the superstars has done for me, my goal now is to inspire people just like myself. I was bullied as a kid and fighting changed my life and saved my life. And just while I've been back, basically been catching up with old school friends, um, hanging out with my dad, training still. If I don't train, I'll go crazy. So I'm still training every day. Um, yeah, I don't really do much. I'm kind of a loner. A lot of friends. i got a lot of friends, but I don't. I don't like to leave my house. I don't like the outside world, really. I love the, yeah. I love the, I love the gym, and I love the people I know. So you said you were bullied, and got that's how you got into the fighting overall. I guess kind of what, what advice would you give someone um, who's kind of experiencing that, uh, and, and, and why would you recommend uh, martial arts? Well, basically martial arts, because I've been on both sides of the field, you know. Because I used to play football, but I've always had a, when I was younger, I had a real bad speech impediment. So a lot of people pick on me for that. But then I would pick on other people and take it out on them. And just through martial arts and learning about boxing and as martial arts, the number one thing is the first thing you do is respect who you train with, respect your coaches, respect your, and that teaches people to respect everyone. Anyone that knows me knows I don't really care who you are. If, if you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. If you're mean to me, I'll probably, I'll probably hate you. But I don't really care. It's just anyone going through bullying, I, I say sign up to a gym. Even, even just to protect yourself or build the confidence. I think it's more the confidence. Knowing that you can protect yourself is a very important thing. If there was no money in the world, who would run the world? It would be the fighters because... We can protect ourselves. So I just think martial arts, for anyone struggling with anything, depression, obesity, any bad mental health or physical deformity or disability, it's the perfect sport. Anything, boxing, jiu-jitsu, I do it all and I love it all. And it, it really keeps me insane. I, I, started, uh, I don't think I 
know how to put it, but without fighting, I'm I'm probably a bit. I don't know where I'll be. My parents always say that I left school when I was 15 to become a apprentice chef, and after about six months, I got myself fired. My dad looked at me and said, "If you lose a fight, you're gonna have to get a job." So for the I just didn't want to lose. I didn't want to lose my dream, so I kept chasing it. And I just say, anything you want to do in life, just just go for it. And that that will build your confidence. Believing in yourself is the only way to build your confidence. And then one last question before uh, before I let you go. If there's people here in Canada and the U.S. may not watch uh, fights from Ryzen, um, what if there was one fight of yours where you're like, this describes me as a fighter. You got to watch this fight. Which fight would it be? Um, I don't know. I like I like all my fights basically. I think the reason not many people can work me out is because I always do something different. So basically, you can watch any of my fights and it's always going to be different. I always want to excite the crowd probably my last fight i liked it but i laid off a bit my fight with victor henry and ryzen was really good but he caught me in a reverse triangle um all my fights in uae have been exciting i'm just trying to be an exciting fighter so just look me up even send me a message whatever All right, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know the uh, there's difficulties finding a time, coordinating, because you're on the other side of the world. So no, I, appreci- I just keep falling asleep. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, you making time. No problem. All right, man. All the best, and looking forward to seeing you beat up a Canadian there at the end of July. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yep. All the best. Yeah.